Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation of Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Twice a week on this show, we bring aboard our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. And it's not like we don't have anything to talk about as we welcome John on to the show. John, how are you? Well, I'm in a little bit of shock. I don't mind saying it. I'm in a little bit of shock right now, Bob. Well, I, I, first of all, uh, I mean, the, what's occurred with the Rangers over the last 48 hours is crazy. Uh, a couple things. I think that Tom Wilson should have been suspended. What about you? I think he had, a, I think he had to have a hearing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the league uh, needed to manage it better. I think the situation on the ice needed to be officiated better. Uh, I don't understand why he was allowed back into the game. He only got uh, two two-minute minors and a 10-minute misconduct. Uh, to me, it was um, the officials on the ice uh, were uh, were at fault as, as much as anybody. Okay, uh, and, and so this is going to make for boring radio because we concur in that thought uh, process. Now, some people have said, Bob, you're victim-blaming if you're suggesting the Rangers shouldn't have had a more stringent response to that. But, you know, you, you take a look at a guy, uh, mentioned Joffrey Lupul of the, you know, was on a podcast yesterday and said that, you know, it says something about the makeup of your team. If you can't address that situation, you allow a guy to punk your team the way Wilson kind of did that. And I, I, I do, John, I do, ten, like I can remember, I think you'd remember the Stu Grimson went crazy one night in Chicago against the Maple Leafs. And it was like Lucien Deblois and Doug Gilmore. Dougie Gilmore went and tackled Stu Grimson and got him to the ice on a five-on-five line brawl. And I'm like, 
what is like I get it Strom jumped in there as good in my mind every single guy should like it said a little about the Rangers frankly uh you now do you think the Rangers should have had a, a stronger response in the actual game than they had well they haven't had they haven't had that player all year you know they they you know the the when you talk about a similar response, are you talking about the toughness of their team? Well, they traded Brendan Lemieux, and the only guy that they have that is, will challenge anybody is Brendan Smith, who who once did challenge the Dano Char to a fight when Brendan was yeah, uh, yeah, playing with the yeah. Red Wings. So he'll he will yeah, take yeah. that fight. But well, but but I, I you know I would I would tell you that in many ways the game has has changed and is and is changing all the time. What I can tell you is that I, I do think that there are people within the Ranger organization uh, that thought the response should have been tougher. Um, but, and that's, I, I truly believe that's cost two people jobs today. There we go. That's where I wanted to get to. So you, you, you don't think this is necessarily the fact that John Davidson and Jeff Gordon were fired today is purely a reflection upon the fact that they've missed the playoffs and they might as well get the process going. You also think it might be partially a fact that they built too soft of a team? Uh, well, you're kind of putting words in my, my mouth, Bob, about too soft a team. What they have done, they have tried to do exactly what the Maple Leafs have done is to try to build a, a team for 2021 uh, and, and the ever-changing philosophy of the game of hockey. Uh, you, you know, the, the, the Washington Capitals have had a tremendous luxury that the toughest guy on their team also is a really, really, really good hockey player uh, in Tom Wilson. Um, and, and every other team in the league uh, would dearly love to have Tom Wilson on their roster. Yep. So that, that's that's part and parcel of this. Uh, to me, what I think has happened since since the event uh, on Monday and the the, uh, the press release by the Rangers, which I can almost guarantee you came directly from the owner James Dolan, uh, and the response today with the firing of Gordon and Davidson, is the fact that uh, Mr. Dolan thinks his team should be tougher, and he's the owner, and that's what he wants. And uh, if you don't like it, then you're gone. Now you can give everybody a history lesson here on the Flyers and where the impetus came from from the Broad Street Bullies. It wasn't a marketing well, the Broad ploy. Street, the, the Broad Street Bullies were invented out of the frustration of Ed Schneider, who saw the St. Louis Blues of, under Scotty Bowman, who for the, long, for the first three years of the NHL had the toughest team in the Western Division, and Ed Schneider walked in one day and said, we're never going to be pushed around again. So that's 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 the evolution of how the Broad Street Bullies were invented. Uh, but this is, uh, un, you know, and I, Bob, I got to admit my bias, and I have not talked to him since the events occurred. But John Davidson is one of my best friends. Uh, we are family friends. Uh, I am godfather to his daughters. Wow. Uh, so I am. Uh, I am. I do have a personal investment in a friendship here too that disturbs me a great deal. And what happened today? So from that perspective, it's one of those events that you're going. You can't believe this is serious. That this happened. Um, and I'm not sure we'll ever. Even those people close to the people involved, I'm not sure we'll ever know the true uh, reality of what happened in the last 48 hours. 
I've, uh, I too have uh, gotten some communication back. Uh, John from somebody that works in that organization, he's in shock. He's in shock at what's happened, uh, just oh, because yeah. of, just because of the respect that Davidson had and the pragmatism of the approach of Jeff Gordon. They got a lot of young skill on that team, and so herein lies the rub. So, uh, you know, the Oilers have got a team with a terrific power play. Ken Holland in Detroit. How do you how do you deal with teams that try to intimidate you? You score in the power play. Doesn't that kind of mean that they got to call penalties if that's going to occur? And is this a philosophical challenge for the league right now? in terms of protecting your star players, and they dropped the ball on this one involving Wilson with Panarin and Buchnevich, who's a pretty good player. I, 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 you know, I, I, think it, I don't think it's that complex, Bob. I, I think that what's ha- what is happening is, is that uh, at this time of year, with the pressures of making the playoffs and, the, and the, the admitted style that is going to change is that everybody turns – into a uh, it turns their philosophy into one that becomes uh, one of toughness and uh, and size and durability uh, and um, and everybody and and most people in the National Hockey League endorse that. Not just the league office. This is this is not just on the league office. This is on this is on the league and and on the member clubs. And as I mean, how many times have we talked about? Um, you know, playoff hockey's different. It's going to be different. You're going to be tougher. You know, the, it, there's no coincidence that, uh, for the most part, in the last three or four times, is the teams, other than the bubble year, which is, I think, a different year, but, uh, you know, the, the Boston Bruins have a level of, of physical nature. They're not, they're not the toughest team, but they have a physical nature. The Washington Capitals, physical nature. The St. Louis Blues who won the Cup, physical nature. Um, that, you know, big body hockey lives for two months every year, and that's who wins the Stanley Cup. Even with the additions that Tampa Bay made, like they get Maroon as a fourth-line guy, they pick up Bar- Barkley Goodrow and Coleman as hard-nosed, competitive third-line sure. third line players. And, you know, the Leafs maybe went down a certain path, but they also, you know, they brought in Wayne Simmons, who took care of business against Edler. Joe Thornton is a guy that knows how to use his stick and, and well, protect his team. Zach, Zach Bogosian went from Tampa after right. winning the Cup to come to Toronto. Because, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, it, it's quite real. Uh, and and you know, I, I I would just I would just tell you that I I again, having not talked to him, but understanding the issue is that I can assure you that Jim Dolan was um, to a certain extent very disappointed of the response of his team um, to what happened on Monday night, and and, uh, and wanted to probably wanted to know why. His team wasn't as tough as the Washington Capitals. Emily Kaplan, who is a rising star at ESPN, has just tweeted out, John, the Rangers' season has been bonkers. Tony D'Angelo kicked off the team. Panari, Artemi Panarin dealing with a leave of absence. Statement calling player safety head coach, or head uh, George Peros unfit for job. And now this, all the while making uh, a young team making some strides. Let's not forget, I mean... They had a, they had a guy in Brendan Lemieux who's a proverbial you know what disturber on the ice and a guy that some people don't like, but I mean he 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 worked over Josh Manson a few games ago like he can handle him like there's another guy that they took out of the mix there it's really interesting to watch what what do you think happens usually what happens is nothing happens John when you were producing these sort of revenge style games back in the 80s and the 90s. 
were they did, did they usually end up quiet or or sometimes did they ultimately come to fruition with a you know old school let's drop them and get after it very quiet usually very quiet bob yeah. so washington uh, washington and the rangers tonight at the garden i i suspect that it will be uh it'll be rather quiet yeah john let's switch focus should we read much into i mean the orders have clinched uh, they're going to win tomorrow night. They'll have clinched second spot. Do we read too much about the performances against Vancouver, given what the Canucks are going through as an organization right now? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, listen, I, I think you have to be um, utterly impressed with what uh, the Oilers are doing um, on, on in, in the last few games. Um, I mean, they are, they are being efficient more so than anything else and it's and it's not just it's not just connor and it's not just leon uh, i think that uh, the amount of scoring opportunities a guy like yamamoto had last night were impressive because uh, you know the next thing will happen is that the puck will go in the net for keller um you know Puljarvi continues to be uh, to grow every day i mean the the, the play that archibald made on the on the nurse goal uh, was, was spectacular, and that all started with just a simple chip out by Chason. I mean, there are so many things that are working now and happening. I think that you have to, you have to really celebrate uh, what the Oilers have done. I mean, sure, are they are the are the Canucks depleted? Sure, but you know there are professional athletes on the other side, and those professional athletes are still trying, uh, and the Oilers are are exercising their strengths against them. Well, Mike Smith was really good again last night. Uh, Koskinen was good the night before. There are so many positives to take out of this. And the fact that I think when you sit and talk to Dave Tippett, as much as he talked about getting the X beside the, the team name and the standings, he's not taking the foot off the pedal at all. And he's trying to make sure this team is prepared for the playoffs. I think you have to en- enjoy every, every moment of it, even if it is against the depleted Vancouver Canucks. John, we've talked about this privately occasionally on this show. You worked a lot of games that Larry Robinson played. He was a real special defenseman. Six foot three, left shot, could skate, could generate offense, albeit he was on the first unit Canadians power play, and sometimes he was the net front on that power play. I have suggested that Darnell Nurse is on the precipice of being a, a sort of a modern-day version of that. Some people have laughed at me and called me an idiot. I can do enough of that on my own without needing uh, extra. But just, I mean, you watch. Do you see any similarities between the two players? Um, I, I must admit, Bob, until you you mentioned it, I, uh, I, I hadn't. Uh, and the only thing I would suggest that, uh, that I hadn't done it is because of sample size. Right. Uh, I'm not sure that Darnell's sample size is large enough. I mean, Larry Robinson, if <laughs> Larry Robinson that you're talking about is Larry Robinson that was on how many Stanley Cup winners? You know, six. Um, you know, Larry Robinson was um, he was a behemoth in a in a smaller man's game at that point. Larry Robinson's a Hall of Famer. Um, right. and, and, and I just think it's way too early to put Darnell in that category. That's not to say he won't be, because the game is much more difficult now, certainly more difficult to win the championship. 
and, but I, I'd be open-minded to suggest that uh, if Darnell can maintain this and, and, and do what he's done certainly this year, uh, then he deserves some level of accolade. All right. On the precipice, that was the genesis of that. Does Connor, uh, Connor McDavid, Sportsnet just released a tweet out about an hour ago. Connor McDavid is now fourth all time in NHL points per game at 1.4. Gretzky 1.92. Lemieux 1.88. Guy named Mike Boss, he was pretty good at 1.50. Uh, Connor just jumped past Bobby Orr, who's at 1.39. Uh, which tells you how good Bobby Orr was. By the way, Larry Robinson, best plus minus in NHL history, plus 722. Bobby Orr, plus 582, was number two. Uh, John, uh, from your your perspective here on Connor, does he get to uh, does he get to 100 points? Oh, I what don't do you... think there's any question about. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I, I think now the question is: is how past how far past 100 does he get? You know, you know, when we think that it was what he did on Monday night, what he did on Tuesday night, uh, he went from, what is it, uh, so he went from 87 to 93 in two games. He has the Canucks three more times. He has Montreal, who give him fits two more times, but I, I suspect that that will change. So I, I think we're, we might even, we might even consider Connor to get to 105. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, it, it, he's, he's light years ahead. He's light years ahead of every other player in the league. He is, and, and, and that's not a knock at the other players. That is just, we are talking about a, a person that has abilities, natural, and ones that he has practiced uh, better than anybody else. He is he's truly, truly, in every positive sense of the word, a freak of nature. Uh, and again, we should be just... Uh, Reveling in it every day. I mean, we, you know, we had uh, we had Wayne on the on the podcast on on Tuesday, Bob, and and all he, he couldn't say enough things uh, about Connor and and how good Connor is. The only thing he said was, and he said it, I think, on your show too. He's always wanted Connor to shoot more, and Connor's certainly doing that this year. Awesome stuff, John. Let's stay in touch. We'll talk a couple times next week. Right on. Bye bye. That's our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It is 149 in Edmonton. All right. Uh, what do we got to catch up on here, Brendan? I know we've got, um, let's see, we got uh, this day in Oilers history, and it is presented by our friends at New West Travel, Dennis and Jason Laliberti. Here we go. What do you got? 1988, the Oilers beat the Red Wings 5-3 to jump out to a 2-0 series lead in the Campbell Conference Finals. They scored three third-period goals in a span of 5-0-1 to pull off that victory. Mark Messier, two goals and two helpers, while Gretzky and Curry each had a three-point night. Yeah, Detroit had a big, tough team, but uh, the Oilers wiped them out in 87 and 88 when Jacques Demers was coaching those squads. All right, uh, let's do it at this time till the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal that the Oilers score this season, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Chet's Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim, Bar- Jim Brown and Trent Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive during these challenging times. We'll start with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they got a lot going on. Oscar Clefbaum obviously not playing at all this season. Shoulder surgery. Slater Cuckoo is traveling with the team. Uh, he is trying to uh, come back from a broken collarbone. He's not close. He's not going to play this week, you know, either uh, tomorrow or Saturday, I believe, against Vancouver. Chris Russell, day-to-day, the lower body issue. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers also... Uh, 
pulled Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear out of the lineup yesterday, so William Lagason and Evan Bouchard played. Neither Jones nor Bear are hurt. Uh, however, uh, Haas and Shore will call them day to day up front. Of course, Zach Cassian is on LTIR dealing with a core issue for Vancouver. Eight forwards out. Furland with a concussion. Uh, Pedersen has got, uh, we believe it's a jammed wrist or a wrist injury. He's uh, been limited to 26 games this season. Beagle's out for them. Uh, Antoine Roussel, an antagonistic uh, uh, guy, lower body issue. They've got both Beagle and Roussel signed for another year, and not cheaply, may I add. Upper body challenge for Brandon Sutter, who's a UFA at the end of the season. Might make sense for somebody as a fourth-line right-shot center. Tyler Mott's out for uh, Vancouver, as well as uh, Mark Michaelis, who graduated out of Mankato, and Jake Vertanen, uh, with now a report out of Vancouver today saying that the police are now investigating the allegations that originally appeared on an Instagram post has left the Canucks due to a leave. Anything else you wanted to add around the NHL, uh, uh, Brendan, at this time? Just that Josh Brown broke his foot in uh, the second period of last night's game for Ottawa, finished the game, as all good hockey players seem to do, uh, but he will be done for the year now. All right, well, there you have it. That's, uh, that's uh, good to know on Josh Brown, who, by the way, Ah, uh, who were they playing uh, the other night? I'm not not, not going to remember. He just popped the guy, like just corked him. Oh, Matthew Perot, like just leveled a shot. <laughs> it was it was nasty, nasty business. Tonight, Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports from 6 to 8 p.m. What's he got shaking? You're going to hear from uh, NHL on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy. Uh, Dave Campbell will look back on the 2021 CFL draft for the Edmonton football team. And former junior hockey player turned NASCAR pit crew captain Sean Pete. I wonder if Sean Pete's related to Stephen Pete. You know who'd know that is Cam Moon, because Stephen Pete, pound for pound, was one of the toughest men in the business in the NHL. I know he'd run into some rough times, but he could flat out chuck him back in the day. Had a uh, couple memorable uh, bouts with PJ Stock. There's an old saying in the car business, our friends out in Wetaskiwin, that's where cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge for 10-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They're open six days a week to serve you. And guess what? They're following all the COVID protocols to protect both customers and the staff, but now is the time for you to sell your used vehicle. They're down on uh, used vehicle inventory, so you can read it out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Reach them at one 477 4773 or BrentRidge.com. Team Canada U18, Dylan Gunther, 3 o'clock on TSN tonight. The Rangers in Washington, the Rangers firing both John Davidson and Jeff Gordon. Wow, we'll wait to see what happens, if anything, tonight between those two teams. And uh, the Calgary Flames, <laughs> they lose to Winnipeg. Could be all over for them to make the playoffs this year. So that game's a, a 7 o'clock start on Sportsnet. We'll be back tomorrow on Oilers Now. Our guests will include Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque and Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality George LaRock. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the Rob Breckenridge Show from CHQR 770 in Calgary. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.